to our worship. Uh, Tariq and Jackie did a great job. Welcome, everyone. And again, I want to reiterate, if you're visiting with us, it's great to have you here. Thank you for joining us. What a beautiful day here in Santa Barbara. Blue skies and the 60s, sunshine. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better day than today, man. God is good, amen. God is awesome. And we have the opportunity to worship God here. And I want to uh, introduce our title of the message today, simply this, Vision 2020. We want everyone here to see Jesus more clearly. And I hope that today you have an incredible time to worship with us as we praise God through singing, as we hear God's word, and as we fellowship together afterwards. Before we get into the sermon, though, I wanted to uh, make a special presentation. We have an amazing church, and we have amazing servants here in the church. And so we want to take just a few minutes to recognize some of our incredible servants that serve behind the scenes. Some are up front, some you never see. But they do so much to really make the church uh, what it is. And so I'm going to have my lovely wife come on up. And we're going to share. If I call your name, come on up. We just want to say thank you for serving in 2019. And uh, it's going to be an awesome year ahead. But I want to uh, welcome up, uh, first of all, Young and Arlista Lee. I believe Arlista's out of town. But Young and Arlista, they serve in our kids' kingdom. They coordinate our king, kids' kingdom ministry. And we're so grateful for what they do for our kids each and every week. I want to welcome up Andrea Garza. Andrea, amen. Andrea is our benevolence coordinator here in the church, and she does all our projects in the community, coordinating, organizing them, and she's amazing. Uh, Rose Contreras, will you come on up? Amen. Rose, this last year, took over our administrative duties. So Rose is our church administrator. She does so much every single week you never see, but she's incredible. I want to welcome up, and you see them front and center every Sunday, but Justin and Josh, come on up. They lead our worship team along with our incredible worship team and I want whatever you get in here, you're to share it with the worship team, okay? So you don't feel left out because the other part of the worship team, they do an incredible job every week. Uh, we just said, wanted to say a little thank you. I uh, want to have Alex Wynn come on up. Alex, he's the one that prepares communion uh, every single Sunday. And uh, Alex does a great job with that when you take your communion. Uh, Alex has prepared that. Uh, Jackie Burton, where's Jackie? Come on up. Of course, Tariq and Jackie lead our college and, and high school ministry, but Jackie's not in the ministry uh, paid, so she just, she just serves alongside her husband, does a great job keeping up with Tariq, but thank you so much for your serving. Uh, I believe uh, George is not here. They just had a baby uh, two weeks ago, so they're not here, but George Chalice does our website. Now, we're grateful for George. Amen. Also, we want our AV crew, John and Neese, to come on up. Every Sunday, they get here at 2 o'clock, they help prepare the sound, they do all the AV presentation, they really are amazing, and uh, thank you so much for serving. And uh, last but not least, I want to have uh, Jonathan and Marta come on up. They are officially or unofficially our facility coordinators, you know. They clean up every week, they lock up, uh, they do so much. And uh, we're grateful for them because they're, they're servants uh, through and through, uh, oftentimes the very last ones to leave. And so thank you so much for serving in 2019. Uh, we love you and are grateful for each one of you. Amen.
Okay. We're going to dive right into the lesson. Vision 2020. You know, there's a passage in Mark 10, 51 and 52. And 51 and 52 there's a blind man named Bartimaeus. And uh, he, was, he was blind. He couldn't see. He had no sight. And so Jesus meets him. He comes along. And Jesus asks this question to Bartimaeus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. And I want you to think about your life. We're 12 days into 2020, and I don't know how your first two weeks have gone. Some of us, it's been the most amazing 12 days you could ever ask for. Some of us are already a little discouraged, and we're only 12 days in. I don't know where you're at, but I want you to think about if Jesus were to ask you that question, what do you want me to do for you? And let that ponder in your mind for a little bit. And what kind of answer would you come up with? Well, this man was blind. So he answers, Rabbi, I want to see. That would be a request we'd probably all make if we were blind. But I want you to notice what he does next. Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight. So the blind man got what he asked for. But notice it doesn't stop there. It says, and he followed Jesus along the road. He not only received his sight, he received a purpose in life. And I pray that as we go through 2020, when you're asked the question, what do you want me to do for you? That all of us would say, Jesus, I want to see you more clearly. I want not just my dreams to come true and my visions to happen. I want to be able to follow you and I want to see God's purpose for my life. So today we're going to look at the power of the word of God. You know, I shared on Wednesday that uh, experts have said the most powerful predictor of your spiritual growth in 2020 comes down to one thing. It's your engagement with the word of God. It's are you in the scriptures are you letting God's word change your life? And so I want to just share a little bit. We're going to just do a Bible study today. Is that okay with you? We're going to have a Bible study here this afternoon. It's going to be a little shorter, uh, but we're going to do a Bible study on the word of God because everything that you hope for in 2020, everything you desire, everything that you want to see happen is through Jesus. That if we see Jesus more clearly and See Jesus in the Word because the power of the Word will come to life. You know, they say that we can see God, His vision for our life, and that we can hear God's voice through four different things. Through God's Word, through prayer, through the church, and through circumstances. But really, in many ways, the most discernible voice of God will come through His Word. And so today as we study God, I want to give you a vision. I want to give you a vision that... What you have before you, on your phone, the hard copy Bible that some of us use, whatever it is that you have, the power of God's word in your life. And everything that you look for, I promise you that the scriptures I'm going to share, that you're going to be able to say yes to at least one of these questions. And the answers are at your fingertips. They are available to you throughout the year 
And don't just expect to come Sunday and hear the Word of God. Get in the Word of God every day. My challenge for you is to get in God's Word. Let the power of God's Word dwell in your life. Wayne Cordero, who's a famous author and a uh, pastor out in Honolulu, Hawaii, makes this observation, neglecting devotions in God's Word will cause you more problems more quickly than just about anything you can name. He goes on and says, spending unrushed time alone with God and His Word releases a fountain of refreshment from the very core of your being. God's Word will change your life. God's Word will transform your life. God's Word is truly a gift that we need to take advantage of here in 2020. So I want to ask you as we start the new year, how many of us, as we look at 2020, hope to be a little bit more wise this coming year, are praying for wisdom? How many of us are praying for wisdom or a little bit more knowledgeable that we can say at the end of the year, well, I've grown in wisdom? Okay, a number of us felt that way. So I want to look here at this passage in Psalms 111. It says, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. Praise him forever. You raise, those of you who raise your hand who want to grow in wisdom, you will grow in wisdom if you what? Notice it doesn't say read his commandments. It says if you obey his commandments. You want to grow in wisdom in 2020. Let me challenge you with this. Not just read the Word of God, but obey the Word of God. Some of us are saying, man, I didn't feel like I've really grown in wisdom over these last, this last year. But I was reading the Bible, so I don't understand what happened. Did you consider maybe you weren't obeying the Word of God? That you got a lot of knowledge up here, but it didn't translate to wisdom. And so let me encourage us to grow in wisdom this year as we get into the Word of God. Some of us may be struggling in our faith right now. Some of us are feeling like our faith is low, that we're going in empty. Maybe we feel like we're going on fumes, just trying to get through the year, and we're only two weeks in. Romans 10, 17 says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through what? The word of Christ. If we want to grow in our faith, if you want to take a faith jump, this year, you know, cosmetologists or people that do, what, what's the term? They do all the facials and stuff. They talk about giving people facelift. You know what? Many of us need a facelift. We may need a facelift as well like me, but you also need a facelift. And it's just increasing our faith. And we can do that as we hear the word of God. I have been studying the Bible with a, a new friend of mine just this last year. His name is Mike Garcia. And uh, Mike's been uh, ravaged with cancer, only given a few weeks to a few months to live. And as we studied the Bible uh, about a month and a half ago, I shared with him, I loaded up his version app. And I said, this is God's word. And, and he's just been reading his Bible and praying. And that's really become his goal in life. I just want to know Jesus. And he texted me the other day and he says, thank you. I'm listening to my Bible and I've fallen in love with it. You know, when we think about just falling in love with the Word, hearing the message, our faith will grow. How many of us here today feel like, man, I need some hope in my life? I'm not sure what the future holds. I'm not sure as I look at 2020, I'm not really necessarily optimistic for this year. 
I'm not sure what the future holds. I need some hope. Any of us need hope today? I bring you over to Romans chapter 15, where Paul says everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the Scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. If you are filled with anxiety, stress, and worry, and you need some hope, you've got to turn to the Scriptures. Where do you turn when you're struggling with hope? Let the first place be to dig in God's Word and find hope through Him. You know, some of us today are struggling with not having peace. Any of us here not having peace in our life? You know, I talked to someone the other day, and they said, man, it's just all the life challenges and what's going on in Iran and what's going on overseas and what's going on in our politics, and they've actually had a hard time sleeping. And they woke up the other night at 1 in the morning and stayed awake till 3 because all they could think about was the world's problems. And some of us feel that way, and we're taking our peace as being stolen from us. I want to direct us over to Psalm 119. It says, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. Do you want to have great peace in your life? Word. When you love God's word, nothing will cause you to stumble because we've submitted our troubles and our worries over to God. And we get into God's word and we've spent the time with God and his word so that he can restore peace to our lives. How about some of us feel a little bit just kind of blah and we're maybe not inspired. Maybe we're not feeling very joyful in our life. Anyone feel that way? You know, uh, it's been a very uh, busy last three weeks for the Tang family. We've been uh, a lot of trips traveling, a little physical exhaustion set in. And then um, I want to uh, give my first correction to the church. Uh, as your evangelist, I- I'm a little bit disappointed with our church to start the year because Wednesday I asked you to pray for the Vikings and they lost yesterday, so maybe we didn't pray hard enough. I thought, I got to blame somebody. How can they lose? But maybe we didn't pray hard. I'm just kidding. You know, but it was just a kind of, a, you know, the Vikings lost, and oh man, I'm tired, and we traveled, and you know, I wasn't feeling a lot of joy. I'll be honest. Yesterday at the end of the day, I was not feeling a lot of joy. And I looked at the scripture, and in, in Psalm 119, it says, How I delight in your commands, how I love them. I love that I can delight in God's commands. You know, if you're looking for joy in your life, where do you go to find it? Some of us, we look for joy in all the wrong places. We look for joy in food, only to realize that once it's gone, you're left wanting more. Some of us like to uh, do some shopping. That'll bring me joy. You know, look at CES, right? The new convention is going on, all the latest products. And, you know, well, I'm going to get, that's going to bring me joy. Some of it's relationships, if I just find that right person. Some of us, it's a new job or a new home or new furniture, or new whatever. We, we look for all these places to bring us joy. You know what will give you joy? I promise you this, when you delight in God's word. I read this scripture for myself. I thought, I, I need to, deli- when's the last time I delighted in something? I can delight myself in God's word, and it truly will bring me joy. God's word is powerful. It brings us joy in our life. You know what God's word does too? It keeps us. Psalm 119, it says, 
In verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. Some of us today are struggling with sin. We're struggling with pride and selfishness and worldliness. We're struggling with lust. We're struggling with, we feel like the world is just taking over. You know, God's so powerful when we store his word in our heart. It can keep us from sinning against God. When Jesus was tempted in the desert, after his baptism, Spirit led him in the desert 40 days and 40 nights, and it simply says probably the most, you know, under most whatever the term is, but it just says he was hungry. 40 days, 40 nights, and Jesus was hungry. Campus students, after three hours, you're hungry. So imagine 40 days. And Satan went after Jesus with temptation after temptation, and Jesus simply used the word of God. He was the living word. And every temptation that came, he countered it with a scripture. He knew the scriptures. He had hidden it. He was the living word. We got to hide God's word in our hearts. So when that temptation comes, we can say, God, I'm going to be strong. I'm not going to let this temptation run me over because God's word is hidden in my heart. If we're struggling with sin today, get in God's word. Find strength in God's word. Be built up in our faith because of God's word. Truly, his word can keep us from sin. Now, I don't know if you've answered yes, but if you haven't, some of us, you know, maybe we feel that peace. We feel like we've had joy. We've had all these things. We have faith. But how many of us pray that 2020 will be a year that's successful in our lives? Okay, at least I got everyone's hand that time. If you want to be successful in 2020, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, of the law always on your lips meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful you know if you want to be successful in your life it boils down to this will you follow and obey and meditate on god's word day and night or will you try to do it your way and the way you think is best or will we dig deeply in God's word and think about God's word through the day and the night and meditate on it and follow it so that we can be prosperous and successful? Truly, that's what God's word gives us. And finally, this in James chapter 1, 22. Some of us, we need ever. We look at our lives and we start the year and we're just praying for change. We're praying that 2020 will be a different year. Maybe we've gone through life and we realize that life is not what I thought it was going to be. Maybe we had all these hopes and dreams and these aspirations. And maybe you're now a, a, in high school or a college student. And, or maybe you're a little bit older. Maybe an adult that's in your 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s. And, and you've kind of gone through life and you feel like, man, it's not what I thought it was going to be. God's word, if we're humble to it, gives us the answers. You can change your life. In James chapter 1, 21 22, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. You know, God's word that's humbly planted in us can literally save your life soul. And I want to speak to you today for those of us here 
that need our souls saved. Maybe there's some here that have never chosen to follow Jesus with all your heart. Some here maybe have kind of been religious in the past, or maybe we've gone to church or grown up going to church, but when it really has come down to it, you've never really surrendered your life and made Jesus Lord. You've never really given your whole heart, and you know it. You know it because you've done the religious thing. You know the words, the songs, and you know the, the things to say, but you've never really given everything to Jesus. Let me encourage you with this passage. The word humbly planted in you can save your soul. And what would that look like in 2020? To make a decision, God, save my soul through your word. It says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Some, some of us get fooled because we listen to God's word week after week and I'm listening. But we fool ourselves because we're not doing the word of God. It's so easy to be religious, so easy to say, I've listened and I've heard. But the question is, are we doing? Are we doing what it says? So I want to give us a charge today to not just listen to God, what it says. Make 2020 a year of the scriptures in your life that will give you peace, that will give you hope, that will give you faith, that will keep you from sin, that will give you a successful year, that'll make it an amazing year for you because you've made the word a priority for your life. You know, one example I want to share just about uh, three hours ago. Uh, here, we just saw this happen. Juan Ramirez was baptized into Christ. Amen. Juan's over here. Juan's been studying the Bible for the last few months and uh, really loves the Word and was studying the Word and made a decision to make Jesus Lord. And it was a phenomenal baptism. This is a really special baptism because as Juan was being baptized, there is a pod of dolphins that were right behind them. In fact, uh, if you catch this, if you do Instagram stuff, Rebecca's posted it, but uh, there are some dolphins that, that were, a whole pod of them, that were swimming behind them during their baptism. And in fact, as, as uh, Juan was going down into the water, one of the dolphins was coming up. And it was just the coolest thing. And uh, we've got it actually in, in super slow motion. So uh, it's pretty cool. But it was just kind of God's blessing and God's just pouring out his mercy and grace and saying, that was awesome. And then dolphins were jumping up. It's kind of like they were celebrating. I really felt like the pod of dolphins was celebrating Juan's baptism. But Juan, congratulations. Welcome to the family. I want to encourage us, if you've never made Jesus Lord, to study the scriptures. I'll give you the invitation today. If you're visiting with us, study God's word. Make that a priority. We love, as Tariq mentioned earlier, we love to study God's word. We would feel it an honor and a privilege to study, take the time to study the Bible together with you so that we can learn from each other and grow in our faith and let God's word truly be in the very depths of our heart. You know, next Sunday is going to be our Bring Your Neighbor Day. And I want to encourage us next Sunday as we have our annual, it's become an annual thing now, our flannel and crock pot Sunday. Only in Santa Barbara can you do uh, crock pot and flannel, which, you know, we are in 60 degrees weather. We, we do have flannels here. But I do want to mention Terry Luchera's ideal. This was her idea, and actually this has caught on. There's other places. There's uh, our brothers and sisters in the Boston Church of Christ are actually doing this same kind of thing because people saw our pictures and started imitating, hey, we want to do that too. And so uh, next Sunday, let me give us a charge for every one of us to inf invite a friend to join us next Sunday to enjoy a great worship and then a great potluck dinner, a crockpot Sunday, and a great time of fellowship in our fellowship hall. Let me invite us to do that and give people the opportunity 
to respond to God's word, to celebrate God and all he's done for us. And in 2020, for all of us to see Jesus more clearly. So again, Jesus started off by asking Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? So I leave you with that as we take the communion here in a couple minutes. When you ask, what do you want to be done for you? You know what Jesus said before you even answered that? Jesus answered for us and he said, I'm going to die on the cross for you because I want to give you my life. And I want to be your Lord and your Savior. And I'm going to make the first move. Before you even follow me or believe in me, I'm going to die for you in hopes that you someday would say, Jesus, you are my Lord and you are my Savior. As we take the communion, uh, the bread is being passed around and then the, the, the fruit of the vine. And these are elements we take every week. And the, the crackers that come around re- really represent the body of Christ. And this is the body that was broken for us. When we take the cracker, which represents the body of Christ, I want you to think about what Jesus did for us on the cross. That Jesus died for us. He went through punishment and pain, flogging and suffering. The most horrendous pain you can imagine because he wanted a relationship with us. And that physical pain represents the body that was broken. As we take the juice, the fruit of the vine, that represents the blood that was shed for us. And the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. So Jesus had to go to the cross and shed his blood so that our sins could be forgiven. I want you to think about our sin being forgiven because of the blood of Jesus. As we take the communion to today, and Jesus asks us, what do you want me to do for you? My prayer is that we'll see Jesus more clearly. When we answer that, it will be Jesus. I love you. I want to follow you. I want to serve you. I want 2020 not to be about me, but I want it to be about you. Truly, that's why Jesus has come, to give us eternal life, not just in heaven for eternity, but to live a life that's pleasing to God here on earth. Let's go and pray as we get ready to take the communion. Father, we thank you so much for this time to be together. It's, it's just such an awesome and beautiful day. God, I know we're spoiled to be here in Santa Barbara as we're at Juan's baptism and Bill look out over the oceans and see the dolphins swimming and seeing the, the, just a beautiful day, God. It reminds us of the incredible creator that you are. Father, thank you so much for making the heavens and the earth. Thank you so much for making us in your image and creating us so that we could have a relationship with you. Fathers, we take these next few minutes to focus on Jesus. I pray that wherever our hearts are right now, wherever our minds can wander off to, that God will center them and fix our eyes on Jesus. That we'll consider what he's done for us, the sacrifice that was made, the life he lived, and the purpose for which he came. God, I know that Jesus made a sacrifice that is so hard to to really even imagine that he'd give his life for us. But I pray that it would touch our hearts. I pray it's not something that would just be a, a, a mental thing we take note of or something we understand intellectually, but I pray that in the depths of our souls, we'd understand what it is to have someone die for us and die for our sins. I pray that all of us here today, what, as, we, as we take the communion, to let it be a memorable time. As we take communion, that we'd remember Jesus and that we'd make decisions for Jesus. And when it's asked, what do you want me to do for you, that God, all of us could answer, Jesus, I want to follow you. I don't just want my sight, but like Bartimaeus, 
I want to follow Jesus after my sight's been restored. God, we love you so much. Thank you so much for everyone here. We pray for a great time of communion now. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.